Hello, and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real with Al. I have a very special guest today, my lovely wife, Myra. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about submission. Can you say hello, my dear? Hello, everybody. And we're going to be talking about submission. And I find in my life that it's hard to submit. And I'm not the only one, but people in life, they have a hard time submitting. Would you agree with that, Myra? Yes, I do. What do you mean when you say hard to submit? What do you mean by that? When I say hard to submit, what, what, where does that take you? Um, well, when we have a hard time submitting, that means that we are looking at ourselves, our desires, um, the things that we might want, and sometimes we're being selfish when we don't submit. <laughs> wow, that's nice. I like that. And the definition, when we're talking about submission and submit, the definition for submission is the act or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another. And I just see that a lot on jobs. I remember when COVID happened, when the mass mandate came into play, a lot of people was rebelling against the mass mandate. Did I have a problem with it? <laughs> Absolutely I did. You know, we don't like people telling us what to do in life. And I find that submission and being submitted is one of the hardest things you would do because sometimes when people ask you to submit, that could be very nasty about the way they tell you how to submit. You agree with that, Myra? Yes, and I think that's why a lot of times people knock heads because um, it's like a power struggle, you know, because you don't want to submit to that person. Wow, that's powerful. And um, what does it mean to uh, submit? And, you know, how do you go about in your life submitting, Myra? Like, you know, when you're in those uncomfortable positions, like on your job, church, you know, function, when you go to the store. Because I remember when, you know, when you had to go up to the store, they had the, uh, the aisles of the line. You have to go down this way and come up this way. We were out of our comfort zone when that COVID hit and when all these rules happened. People, you see people just doing whatever they wanted to do, cutting the lines. And then some people think they're cutting. You know, it was like so much fighting and, and anger going out there because they had to submit to the store's rules. So so how did you deal with that, Myra? You know, when you had to, because you're out there in the market, you're out there shopping, you're out there doing your thing all the time. How did you submit to these new rules that they had put in place? Well, it was kind of annoying because it took you longer to get out of the store or wherever you were in the marketplace than it did before they, you know, instituted all those other rules during the covid so it was kind of annoying, you know, you have to wait more, you have to have more patience, and you really didn't have a choice if you wanted to go to the store and get what you needed. You had to submit to what the rules were. Wow, that's, uh, that's powerful, you know, when you, when you have to submit. You know, when you think about submission, we always say, where did that come from? 
Where did submission come from? And who made these rules of submission in our lives? Because, you know, it's just difficult sometimes on jobs when I'm working and certain people in charge of you, <laughs> they're not nice. And the way they try to put their submission in your life, but the person that created submission and, and being submitted to authority and government figures is God. And a lot of people don't realize that that is God. He tells us to respect authority. And if we don't respect authority, we go against him because he's the one that instituted this authority. And what happens if we don't submit? There is a loss of things when we don't submit. You agree with that, Myra? Things that we're lost if we don't submit, if we go against the law, the government, the officials, law and authority. What, what, what are some of the things that can happen to us? Uh, well, there's going to be punishment. There will be punishment um, because, um, you know, God expects us to submit to authority. <clears throat> um, you know, even though we don't always respect that office, the, men, the person in office, we must respect the office for the government, you know, was ordained by God. Yes, you're absolutely right. And Romans 13 tell us that. Romans 13, one chapter, uh, verses 1 through 14, it says this. It says, everyone must submit to government authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in position of authority have pl been placed there by God. Do you agree with that? They've been uh, placed there by God. Yes, I, I believe that. And verse 2, it says, so anyone who rebels, and I saw that a lot. When we saw COVID, we saw cities being burnt, set on fire. We saw people looting. We saw people in the streets, you know, doing wrong things, committing all kinds of heinous crimes. It says those who rebel against authority is in rebellion against God who has instituted, they will be punished. And we've seen people going to jail. We've seen people, you know, getting hurt, injured. We saw a lot of things during COVID. We saw that again with George Floyd's situation, people burning down cities, people destroying property, you know, them going against authority. Are all authority figures always right? Absolutely not. But it's been put in place for us as people. You know, that authority is underneath God because God has put it in place and we are to obey it. And there are benefits to obeying that. And it says if you go against it, if you rebel against the authority, God has instituted it, there will be punishment. And that's a loss because why should you be punished when you can obey? And I know it's hard to obey. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I've been at that place where, you know, you don't want to obey the law because the way people's behavior is toward you or the rejection or they shoot their mouth off at you and then it becomes an issue you agree with that yes if you do the right thing and you submit to the government or to those that are over you then you won't have anything to fear oh wow that's something when it's nothing to fear and how many of us in life fear things <laughs> I know I do. We always fear the fear of the future, fear of dying. 
fear of not having enough money, fear of our family. There's all kinds of fears. But there's benefits in being submitted. There's benefits in our lives to yielding our lives to authority, to yielding our lives to the people that's over us. Because when we do it, we are honoring God because God has placed them there. God has placed them there to combat, to go against evil. That's what God has placed them there for, you know, for our benefit. And when we submit and, you know, to those in authority put there by God, God would honor our lives, you know, because we are doing what God wants us to do. For authority do not strike fear in people who are doing right. But in those who are doing wrong, would you like to live without fear of authority? And so many people don't because how many times have you ever watched the news and you see people, they go, I was running for my life because I was afraid that they were going to hurt me. The authorities we're talking about, you know, they say I was running because I got out of my car and I ran or I, I shut the door and I locked it because of the authority. But it says we do not have to fear if we're doing the right thing. How many of us are doing the right thing in our lives when it comes to submitting? It's so important in life to follow the rules, to follow what God has said in place it says god had put them this authority this government this law enforcement into into place and it says if we rebel against it if we go against what go against what god has instituted it there's punishment there's fear you know but when we're doing the right thing you know we don't have to fear you know so myra what what would you say to people who are fearing authority can, is can you change your mindset about authority and and uh the the law enforcement you know if you, if you're rebellion can you can you you know change your heart and say you know what i want to get better with this i want to do better with uh obeying authority can there be a change in your life when it comes to that um yes you know God would help you. He'll give you the strength. You know, submitting is not doesn't mean that you're weak. It really means that you're strong because you're putting your, you know, what you, how you feel about things on the side, and you're submitting to that situation, that person, those people. So God gives you the strength in your heart to open up and submit to them, even though you might think your way is better than theirs. Wow, that's powerful because. A lot of times people look at submitting or, you know, because you know what happens like when you're on jobs and, you know, like you're older for some of us older folks, you know, some of us older folks, you know, some of us older folks, you know, it's like it's like uh, you're like it's hard to submit to someone younger because when they're younger, you know, you kind of feel like, you know what, I'm old enough to be your father. I'm old enough to be your mother. So. You kind of feel like, I don't want them bossing me around. So it's kind of hard to submit to that. You know, you're like, you know what? I, you know what? Before you were born, I was doing this. But sometimes we have to submit no matter what, because that's the authority of the rule. We have to learn to submit in every place, whether it's church, whether it's the grocery store, whether it's gas station. Attendant, we have to learn to submit and to follow the rules because those rules have been put in place. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. I like that, for your good. 
But if you are doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid. <laughs> Tells me I should fear if I'm doing wrong. For they have the power to punish. You know, Paul was talking to the Roman Christians here, and he was telling them, you need to submit to the authority of the government. You know, and Paul knew it best. He submitted to the government, even though he was preaching the gospel, he was submitting. He's saying, listen, you have to obey. Even though we're in Christ and God is over all law because he's created the law. And the only time you should break any law if it goes against God, because God is the lawmaker. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do do what is wrong. I like that. So we need law enforcement to go against the evil that's in the world to punish them, to put them behind bars, to protect our lives. And I think we missed that because what we see when COVID happened, with the George Floyd incident, when that happened, that cops kind of backed up, people left the law enforcement. And that's not good for us because let me tell you something. I can't protect my neighborhood. I can't go against people, evil people out there. So we need reinforcements in our life. So we should be very careful when we start knocking law enforcement and our government because God has placed it there. You agree with that, Myra? Yes. Um, you know, if we submit and do what we're being told to do, as long as it doesn't come against what we believe, you know, in Christ, um, we will be free from the fear of worrying about something happening to us if we're not submitted to them. That's good. You know, but we never really uh, addressed this situation with a respect and authority and everyone that's submitted to government officials. We don't never really think about that. All we do is knock the government. We knock our president. We talk bad about people. We talk bad about things. But we need to pray. We need to pray for our nations. We need to pray for our government. We need to pray for things that are important to us. Because when you read Romans 13, Paul went into some things when he started talking about the government. He started talking about respecting uh, government officials. Then he went into paying, paying your taxes, you know, you know, obeying and submitting to things is also being responsible. And some of us are not responsible for our actions and not responsible for things. He was saying, listen, you have to pay your taxes. You can't withhold from paying the government fees. Because I know some people just say, listen, I'm not going to pay nothing. I'm going to leave it for people to pay for me. That's not right. And God doesn't want us to do that. Even Jesus paid his taxes. <laughs> when he walked the earth. So we have to be very careful about paying our responsibilities. So Myra, what do you think about when he talks about verse number six? It says, pay your taxes. It says to government, you know, official workers, because they need to get paid because we never thought about that. If we pay our taxes, that money is dispersed through all sorts of things that's in the government, you know, Social Security, people getting paid. So what do you think about that? You know, when you say pay your taxes, so many people don't want to pay their responsibilities sometimes. Well, it says, you know, to pay your taxes um, for the government workers, they also need to be paid. If we don't pay our taxes, they won't be paid. And, you know, because they're serving God. They're there to serve God, even though the 
Sometimes they don't realize that they're serving God. Um, the Bible says to give everyone what you owe them. So when you pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them, uh, you are respecting and honoring those who are in authority. Very good. And I like that because a lot of times in our life, we don't realize the benefits of not just us. You know, we're just looking at them taking our money. And you know what? Everybody does that. At the end of the day, we're like, wow, I made this much money. But look, this is going to taxes. But we have to be good stewards, too. We have to pay. And then Paul went on to talk about, oh, no, man, nothing. In verse number eight, he said, oh, no, man, nothing but to love him. That is so powerful to me because it says, you know what? At the end of the day, your responsibility is to owe no man nothing. Don't owe a person anything. And I've been there when you owe people money. And I've been in situations in my life where someone lends you money and you can't pay it back right, right away. And they're thinking that you don't want to pay the money back. And they're thinking you're withholding from them. And they're, they're feeling, they, they start feeling different towards you. And then some people talk bad about you. They don't want to pay me my money back. But that's not true all the time. Sometimes we get into deeper financial situations, you know, that, that uh, we intended. We didn't know we were going to be in those situations for that long. And what happens is, you know, you find yourself treading water, you know, like that old saying, you borrow from Peter to pay Paul. So you're in this financial situation. And you don't share everything with people that you're in a deep bond and they're thinking you're withholding money from them and you don't want to pay them back. But that's not always true. Myra, you know that situation. You know how that is. When you get into a situation financially, you know, you want to pay the person back. But at the time, you really don't have the money to officially pay them back. And then they change towards you and they start talking about you. And then they're trying to find fault with you. And, and you have to explain your situation to them, you know. And then they, they say, oh, you don't want to pay me back, you know. And that's not always true, Myra. Is that correct? You, you really agree with that? Yeah. It's very, you know, it can be very stressful sometimes when you owe people money because, like Alan said, uh, sometimes you're not able to pay them right away, you know, and that's in, in your head and on your heart, you know, and it bothers you not being able to pay back right away. But, you know, sometimes that's just the way it is. You're just surviving, surviving like day by day, and you don't have the extra right now to pay them back. So, um, you know... It's hard. It's hard to borrow money. It's hard to sometimes being able to pay it right back. And that's so true. And 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 I like what Paul Paul said. He said it fulfills the law. You know, love, love. What does love do? Love is the key. You know, he he goes on and he tells them. You know, he reads the law to them. Don't commit adultery in verse nine. Don't steal. You know, he, you know, he said, don't covet, you know, and then he says, it sums it all up. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I think we got away from loving our neighbor as ourselves because we always look just for all four and no more. And I totally disagree with that. I think we should, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. So if that means that if I'm loving myself, right? It says a man never hated his own belly. So if I'm loving my neighbor as myself, that means if I go out and buy myself a brand new coat, that means my neighbor, he gets a brand new coat. I do not 
get a coat that has holes in it, a shoes that have holes in it, and then giving it to my neighbor, the person I'm supposed to love. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. And that is some, sums up the whole law. You know, he's talking about love. First, he lays down the guideline to what authority is. Obey authority. Pay your taxes, your responsibility. Then he sums it up with, you know, loving your neighbor. When was the last time you loved your neighbor? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to myself right now. When is the last time I love my neighbor? When was the last time you loved your neighbor? When was the last time you shared your life with someone, your heart with someone, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself? What do you say about that, Myra? Loving your neighbor as yourself. What does that say to you about loving, about caring, about your neighbor? You know, it's so funny because today God reminded me of um, Isaiah 58. And Isaiah 58 talks about a fast, you know, fasting. And, you know, God was, he, they were telling the Lord, you know, how they were fasting, how they were doing this and that and the other thing. And, you know, he wasn't answering their prayers and, you know, and, you know, God told them, this is not the fast that I called. It's not for you to, you know, I'm just paraphrasing it, but it's not for you to, you know, make me do anything, twist my arm so I can answer your prayers. But the fast that God wants us to, to do is for us to help other people. For us to, um, you know, bring freedom to those that are lost, for those that to help people that need, um, you know, that need shelter, that need food. Um, you know, that's the kind of fast that God wants us to be and, and live in, you know. And sometimes, you know, we don't realize what people around us are going through, you know. And, um, you know, God wants us to share what he's given to us, even, you know, even though we might not have a lot. But, you know, if possible, God wants us to help others around us. That's very good because helping others is where it's at. You know, we've really been blessed, uh, the things we came out of. And I love sharing not just my resources, but my life with people. And I think that makes a big difference when you share your life with people. And that is loving your neighbor. It's when you take time out to listen to them. When you take them out for lunch. When you bless them. With a gift card, you know, uh, for groceries or for somewhere, something to buy. You know, it's loving your neighbor as yourself. You, you, whatever way you treat yourself, you treat your neighbor even better. You know, I like to see people blessed. I like to see people, you know, satisfied. I like to see people happy in their life, you know. And we want to thank you for tuning in to... Another episode of Keeping It Real with Al. Myra, do you have any final comments about loving your neighbor, about being responsible, about obeying authority, things that we live in each and every day? Um, I think we just need to, you know, continuously go to God and ask him to help us do that, you know, um, because it's not easy to submit. And a lot of times, you know, we think we're better, not better, but we might feel like we know more than the next person, you know. So I think what we need to continuously do is just go to God and ask him to help because give us the strength to submit. 
That's powerful, you know, and I know for my life, I have to pay close attention to submitting, to obeying government, to paying my responsibilities, you know, and being a good steward of my money, my time, you know, and loving my neighbor. That's important. Those three things right there sums it up in our lives, obeying authority, paying our responsibilities, our taxes, and loving our neighbor. That sums it up. You know, and if I put Romans 13 into practice, into my life, and if I meditate on it and I practice it, I could have great success because it goes on and says in Romans 13 that when you do all these things, you have a clear conscience. You know, and I want my conscience clear. I want to be able to have a good night's rest. I don't want to be tossing and turning and having all these things on my mind, all these things on my heart. And I want to thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Keeping It Real with Al. Until next time.